Man, you guys excited to be alive? All right. Hey, what an awesome night. We're in the band. I don't know what happened to another thing. All right. All right, someone's calling my name. It scared me. Hey, I'm so excited. I hope you guys are excited to be here. I think you are. Did anyone see the moon yesterday afternoon? Anyone see it? Yeah, it was awesome. I'm talking about yesterday afternoon before the sun went down. I'm driving home from work, and I look up on I-10, and the moon, oh, here's a picture. I actually took a picture. I don't recommend taking pictures and driving. I almost wrecked, but I didn't. I'm still here, but I almost got run over by a tractor trailer. Anyways, if you can kind of see, it's kind of faint. It doesn't really do it justice, but there's the light pole. You know, and then there's the truck, and then there's the big white circle. That's the moon. It was huge. It was probably about ten, si- ten times the size of what the regular moon is. And so instantly I was like, this is amazing because I love moons. I love when they're big. I love orange moons. I just think they're really cool. So I called up Meredith. I was like, babe, you got to check this out. Look at the moon. She's like, I-, I can't. Where's it at? Where's it at? And I loved her response. She sees it. She goes, whoa, that's cool. Oh, yeah, isn't that awesome? And I mean, it was the coolest thing ever. So we get home, and we're talking, and we're like, man, things are crazy right now. I'm like, did you see that moon? I think it's the end of the world. She goes, yeah, and Ebola's here. She was like, man, we're all going to get Ebola and turn into zombies. And it's going to be like World War Z. And it was hilarious. Then I scared her, and she screamed, and it was great. But then that night, all right, we're thinking about the whole moon thing and how cool it was. I'm looking on Instagram, and my buddy Josh Hack, I think he's in the house here somewhere. Yep, back over here. If you don't know Josh, he's an awesome guy. Anyways, he, he was talking about the lunar eclipse. Okay, that was going on. If you guys didn't know, you missed it. There was a lunar eclipse early this morning. And I was like, oh, man, I almost forgot because it's been on my calendar for like nine months to watch this lunar eclipse, and I totally forgot until thanks to Josh Hack. I didn't even thank him until right now. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you can clap. Yeah, sure, clap. Put it on Instagram. And so I was like, babe, we have to wake up and watch this lunar eclipse. But it was like 5 a.m., and I'm not a morning person. If any of you know me, I'm awful in the morning, so I'm like, we have to watch this. She's like, all right, well, we'll set our alarm. We'll wake up. We'll wake up. We don't. We don't. So I woke up. And Meredith in it, <laughs> but I go out there and like, I'm looking for this thing, and it was awesome. I, I took a picture of that, but I wasn't driving. Took a little selfie. I got hair going everywhere. I just woke up. I was pretty excited. I was super pumped. Oh, there's another one. I think maybe another one. I kind of there we go. I circled it so you could see it. Yeah, it's pretty small. Doesn't really do it, you know, justice. I actually had a friend of mine who took a picture. He's like a professional photographer and that's what it looked like if you guys missed it it's a blood moon which is this it was awesome I haven't seen the clip since I was like six and I've been waiting to see one ever since and so I got to see this but then I found out that it was like the first of four blood blood red moons of the next year and a half I was like oh man it really is in the world great anyways we'll find out but anyways I was just stunned I was amazed. I was just staring at this thing this morning at 528 this morning. I was just amazed. And one of the reasons I love the moon 
I love creation is because I think it just says how awesome God is. Because God is the creator of all things. And God created the moon. And I just think it's amazing. And what is even more crazy to me is that God not only made the moon, not only did he make everything, okay? It's not like he had the moon and he molded it together. He spoke it into existence out of nothing. Out of nothing. He spoke it into existence, which just is mind-blowing to me. It shows that words have power. If God's words have enough power to make things, to make this universe, this is pretty powerful. And the cool thing is, is, is that God made us in his image, meaning that we have some similarities with God, which is pretty cool because he's awesome. So that means we're awesome too. And so we have some similarities. One of those similarities that we have is that God gave us a mouth to communicate just like God communicates. And most of the time we take that for granted. We're like, oh, yeah, we don't, very, you know, we don't think about, oh, what if I couldn't talk? But really, think if we couldn't talk. We wouldn't have much about much relationships because you can't really have a relationship that well unless you talk. And that's the main reason God gave us a mouth to communicate so that we could have a relationship with him and so that we could have a relationship with other people. Which is awesome. I mean, think about it. Try having a relationship without ever talking to the person. <laughs> It'd be pretty tough, right? Thankfully, we have technology. I've actually seen couples try to pull this off. You know, they're in a, they're in a booth, you know, like sitting down, and they're, they're texting each other. They're, not, they're just like they're looking at each other like, you look good, ha <laughs> like winky face. You look good too, huh? What are you thinking about? Oh, what are you thinking about? Not a great relationship. If you're one of those... Get out. Anyways, chains. So God created us with mouths to communicate, to bless God and to bless other people, to build people up. But that's not always what happens, is it? Do we always use our mouths? Does everyone always use their mouth to build up people, to glorify God and build other people? No. Tonight, if you guys haven't figured it out, we're talking about gossip. Last week we talked about dating, relationships, pornography. This week we're talking about gossip. And most of you, when you first think of gossip, like really? Okay, I kind of see like the dating thing, how that's changed. But how is gossip a chain over me? Well, we're going to figure that out. So let's turn to Proverbs. Hopefully you brought your Bibles with you. If not, I think we got it on the screen. But Proverbs chapter 18. Eighteen, starting in verse twenty-one. I want to encourage you guys to take notes. All right, we're going to be going throughout Scripture. A lot of scriptures are flipping back and forth, so keep tight your phones, or I recommend actual copy. But Proverbs eighteen, starting in verse twenty-one, it says, "The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruits." You catch that? The tongue has the power of life and death. Guys, words are powerful. Words matter. They have the power to either kill, destroy, or to give life. And we have the option because we have a free will. And God intended us to use it for good, but Satan would love to take communication and use it for evil to destroy. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest things that destroys relationships is gossip. You want to know why? Because it's easy. 
is easy. Gossip, you know who gossips? Cowards. Because they can't say it to other people's faces. They have to say it behind their back. Gossip destroys. Gossip destroys. I can go on and on how I, I have seen gossip destroy different relationships. And so, they're like, man, okay, I get it. Gossip's bad. But first, I think it's important to know what is gossip. Because it can be very tricky. There's a fine line. It can be a lot of gray area. Gossip is really anything negative that you say about another person. Anything. Anything negative you say about another person. And most of the time, gossip is something that benefits the person, person gossiping at the cost of the person being gossiped about. That's if you know it's like, am I gossiping? Am I not? Well, is it helping you or is it helping them? That will let you know if it's gossip. If it's negative, it's almost 100% always gossip. Because you're not being part of the solution. You're being a part of the problem. And people are like, oh, well, but it's true. This is actually true. This happened. I was hurt by this person. Guys, gossip doesn't have to be a rumor. Whether it's true or false, if it's negative about another individual, it's gossip and it's sin. You're like, oh, man, but John, like, I, I don't gossip. You know, I don't actually, like, say bad things about people's back. Well, I want us to turn real quick, all right, to Matthew 15. Matthew 15, uh, starting in verse 18. Turn there quickly. It says, but the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and those make a man unclean. It starts in our heart, guys. It starts in our heart. It's not just our mouths. Because from our hearts, the mouth overflows. So gossip really starts in our hearts. What we think about other people. What you think about your friends. About, think about the person you're jealous about. What you think about your family, your parents, your brothers, your sisters, that guy on your team. We can have gossip and sin in our heart. We don't have to necessarily speak it. But if you have it in your heart, it will come out. And most of the time, it will come out through gossip. I want you guys to turn to James 3. James chapter 3. James, if you haven't read the book of James, it's phenomenal. It's so practical. And James here is talking about the tongue. And starting in James chapter 3, he says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be so. Guys, gossiping is a number one <laughs> example of this. You see somebody like, oh man, how's it going? Oh, awesome to see you. And then they walk away, you're like, oh, I hate that person. Oh, they, they bug me. They get on my nerves. They're so annoying. But to their face, you'll be like, oh yeah, hey, how's it going? Guys, that is sin, and it will destroy you. It will destroy you because it starts in their heart, and your heart, it will take over your heart and destroy you. And we're going to get there in a minute, a little more how that happens. But I want us to keep reading, a lot to cover. James chapter 3, go back up to James 3, starting in verse 3. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large 
and are driven by strong winds. They are steered by a very small, small rudder. Whoever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Wow. Guys, if you do not control gossip, if you do not control mainly your tongue, your tongue will control you. Let me say that again. If you do not control your tongue, your tongue will control you. Just like it's talking about a ship, the rudder. If you don't know much about a boat, all right, the boat's huge. And then, you know, the captain's got a steering wheel, but it just goes down to this little wooden plank that sticks out that's pretty small. But that little small thing guides the direction and controls which way the ship's going to go. It's the same with us, with our tongue. Our tongue's a pretty small part of our body. But if we let it have rain and let it go where it wants to go, it's going to get us in a heap of trouble and it's going to control us and it's going to chain us and bind us. Man, look back at verse 6. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire. And it is itself set on fire by hell. Man, that's powerful. The tongue, if you do not control it, will be like a fire that will expand. And you won't be able to gain control of it because your heart will be darkened by pride. And the outcome will be gossip, sin, strife, destroyed relationships. You know, number one way that we gossip? Listening. Most of us are like, oh man, I don't gossip. I'm not saying bad about someone else. But we listen. We listen. Someone's gossiping and we're like, oh man, our ears perk up. Yeah, I want to hear that. And we don't say no. We don't say no to that person that's being really beat up emotionally. Beat to a pulp. There was a, a time when I was a freshman in high school. And I went to this little small school in Alabama, Prattville, Alabama, actually. And it was called Ataga Academy. It was this little private school. And we definitely were not known for our academia, our academia, our academics. <laughs> See, I don't know the word. Proves it. But, man, we were an athletic school. I mean, we would, like, recruit kids and, like, pay for their housing and all this stuff. I don't know if it was legal or not, but whatever. But we were big into sports. And so 99% of the school was all about football, basketball, baseball. That's it. And so there was a guy in our class that he wasn't an athlete. He was kind of an outcast. A nice kid. But we kind of took advantage that he was different than us. And so we would tease him. We would bug him all the time. And most of the time I'd stay out of it. I'm like, oh, man, you know, that's kind of mean. Oh, but I know you guys are joking. But I didn't want to be that guy. You know what I'm talking about? You don't want to be that guy to step up and be like, oh, no, don't do that. No, no, leave him alone. Like, who are you? Yeah, he, he's a punk. So anyways, time goes on, and they're like making fun of him all the time. And one day, he doesn't show up to school. They're like, oh man, where's Chris? Where's he at? And they're like, I don't know. Well, he just didn't come to school today. Maybe he's sick. Okay, whatever. Well, later that day, we, a gr big group of us, about 10 of us guys, got called into the principal's office. And we get called in there, and we sit down in you know, the principal's office. And he goes, hey, I just want to let you guys know that 
Chris has been having suicidal thoughts and actually tried to commit suicide because of the influence that you guys have had on him. And he's transferring schools. You're not going to see him again. I go, man, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I could have stopped that. I was like, oh, man, no, no, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal because it's not a big deal to us because we don't have to pay the consequence. Because it's our pleasure at someone else's expense. That can be very tricky. That can be very tricky. So there's lots of reasons why we gossip. All right? And I came up with a list of main reasons why we gossip. Most of the time we don't know that we're gossiping. All right? So I want you guys to kind of pay attention and think, maybe what is a reason that you do gossip or maybe a reason that you would gossip. All right? First thing, first reason we gossip is it's fun. It feels good to gossip. Right? If we're honest, yeah. It feels good to gossip about other people. Get some juicy information. Tell it to people. It can be a lot of fun. And so it's fun to condemn people. Second reason, I think a lot of time we justify it. Because we're like, oh man, I'm innocent because it doesn't really do any harm. Right? It doesn't harm the person because they're not actually hearing me. Like, I'm not actually saying it to their face. I would never do that. So it's okay. They're not going to hear it. It's not bad. I'm good. Wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You are doing so much damage, not only to them, because they will find out, but also to the person that you're gossiping to about another person because you're ruining their maybe existing friendship or potential friendship with that person by talking so negatively about them, even if it's true or whatever. Also, you're destroying yourself. You're destroying yourself. Third reason is for attention. It's easy to tell a juicy story and get attention. Man, everyone wants to hear a juicy story. Fourthly, popularity. When we gossip, it makes us feel better about ourselves. It, in our mind, puts us on the higher level. It makes us look better than the other person. Guys, I want to encourage you to choose purity before popularity. Fifthly, pretty simple, I kind of said it, but it pushes other people down and lifts us up so it makes us feel good. Another reason we gossip is because we're jealous of other people. I mean, we don't like that that person has, you know, that girlfriend or that boyfriend or has that starting position on the team and we don't or is better looking in our opinion. And so we kind of create these accusations or, you know, we gossip about them, creating these things that they did to make us feel better, make us look better. Another way that we gossip is because, another reason is because we're offended. So we try to get revenge. Maybe they gossiped about us or maybe they hurt us in some way and so we're going to get them back. Another way is because we're, we're angry, we're frustrated. That's really just a lack of patience and grace. So, those are the reasons why. So, I had to come up with some solutions. Some solutions to the problem. Because you're like, okay, John, this is such a big deal. Okay, maybe I kind of, you know, related with one of those. I would say the number one way to solve, the number one way to, to solve gossip in your life it's to see people better than yourselves. So you don't gossip about people that you think are better than you. You don't. Turn to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians 2 starting in verse 3. 
It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Man, that is tough. That's real tough to do. So when I list the things because of jealousy, anger, and you're mad at that person, it makes you feel good about yourself. That's tough to count people better than yourselves, but that's what Jesus did with us. He counted us better than himself by humbling himself even to the point of death on a cross. That's our example. Another solution is to see people's potential, not see where they are, see their potential. Another way, this is, this is something I think is, I think is hilarious. Every time that you're tempted to gossip, this is what I want you to say to yourself. Actually, this is what I want you to say to the person that you're about to gossip to. I want you to say, this person is completely better than me in every way. This person is way better than me, and I am way worse than this person. And then try to gossip about them. Like, oh, yeah, and they did this. I can't believe they did this. But well, you just said that they're worse than you. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm way worse. Well, then, like, you must have done something even worse than that, right? Like, yeah, I guess I did. It's tough. You can't say that that person is way better than you. Because when you gossip about someone, you are putting yourself on a pedestal like you are better than them. And lastly, a solution is when you hear gossip to say, man, is this something that you think that this person want me to hear? If this person was here right now, would you be telling me this right now? Probably not. Probably not. Guys, we are to cover people's sin. Like, oh, man, but they harmed me. They hurt me so much. I don't care. Jesus covered us, and he forgave us and covered our sin, and we're called to do the same thing. We're not supposed to criticize them and condemn them. We're to build up, guys. We're to build up. But so, many, so much of the time, we are so afraid to build people up. What if I built someone up? Man, that would make me look bad. Or, man, if I built up this person, man, then they would come into my small group, and maybe they'd be more popular than me. Maybe people would like them more. If I build people up, oh, they think I'm not, you know, whatever. I don't, people will look down on me and lose my self-image. Who cares? Who cares? Build people up. God has created us to be in a relationship to build other people up. Today I observed, I went to lunch, and I observed how different people treated the, you know, the person checking me out. With, you know, with money and stuff. Not that kind of checkout, whatever. And uh, maybe it was both. Anyways, so... I was, the person before me, okay, was like a jerk, just like normal, maybe not necessarily a jerk, but just like, okay, yeah, what are my food? And the register lady was like kind of all in the dumps and depressed and like, this is what she seemed like. So I'm like, okay, well, let me see if I can like, you know, brighten day a little bit. So I get up and I'm like, you know, hey, you know, and I'm just normal and I, you know, like, oh, thanks for my food, all this stuff. It's just simple stuff. Just like small compliments. And, man, this happens all the time, not just today. But she just brightened up. She brightened up, and the person behind me kind of saw how I treated her. And that lady treated her the same way. And I just saw, like, this line. It was really cool. Like, each person ended up treating this lady really nice, which before they didn't. And it's the same way. When we talk bad about people, people watch us, and they see how we react. And it can be a chain, <laughs> it can be a chain reaction. For good or for bad. 
for good or for bad. Many of you, you're sitting here and you're dying. Because you go, man, John, you've been talking about how, you know, how we shouldn't gossip and how gossip's so bad and all this stuff. But really, I don't struggle with gossip. What I struggle with is being gossiped about. People gossip about me all the time and tell me lies all the time. You may be sitting here and you are bullied. You know one, the number one way that people are gossiped about? Through the internet. Through social media. Cyber world. Number one way that kids are gossiped about, that kids are bullied. And more kids each year commit suicide because they are bullied online. Because they're bullied through social media. It's sickening. It's so sickening to me. Because those kids that are doing that really are cowards. It's how easy is it to just like smash someone because you can't see their reaction. You can't see their face. You don't see how it affects them. Oh, and it makes you feel better. I hope it makes you feel better because you are destroying them. But many of you tonight need to be healed by that. You have listened to those lies, those people like saying awful things about you, and subtweets, whatever in subtweets, because they're like, oh man, I hate when people wear, you know, white after Labor Day, and I hate when people wear yellow in my English class, they're just so ugly, I didn't say a name, I didn't say who it was, it's okay, no, you didn't, but it's just as bad, because that person exactly knows who they are, and you're destroying them. Many of you, again, need to be healed of a lot of garbage that people have told you about and you've, that you have believed the lie that those things are true. And you know, actually, Jesus was gossiped about. You guys know that? Jesus was gossiped about all the time. Jesus would go around place to place, and people would say the nastiest things to him. Man, this guy's a glutton. He's a drunk. He says that he can forgive people. Who does this guy think he is? And you know what, you know what Jesus did? He was like, oh, man, I can't believe like, I came to save these people, and they hate me. Oh, man, I'm going to go and cry. No. Why didn't he do that? Because he knew exactly who he was. His identity was completely in the Father. Didn't, it didn't bother him at all what people said about him because he was so confident in what God had called him to do and who he was in the Father. The number one reason I left out that people gossip is because they're insecure. And most of you tonight, you say, man, I don't, I don't have a problem with gossip. You are chained, wrapped tight with chains around you being held to the bondage of gossip and you don't even know it because gossip and pride is in your heart and God wants to break you free of that and you guys look to what other people say you look to your peers to find significance to find value to find meaning for your life to find your identity to see who you are but that's not who you are putting your Significance, your value, your identity, and what people's view of you is, is so shaky. So shaky. 
Jesus knew his identity. And those that struggle with words, that struggle with their tongue, that struggle with putting other people down, it's all because of insecurity. It's all because of pride. And I want to tell you guys who you are. Those of you that are in Christ, that are following Jesus, that have a relationship with Jesus, I want to tell you who you are, your identity. This is who you are. You don't have to receive it from any other thing because it will only end up in bondage. You will be chained by whatever you look to to find your identity. Sports, girls, porn, what we talked about last week, even depression, what we're talking about next week, the tongue. But Jesus says that in him we are accepted, we are loved, we are God's child, we are Christ's friend, we have been justified, we are united with the Lord, and you are one with him in spirit. You are a member of Christ's body, you have been chosen by God, you are adopted as his child. You have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. You have been redeemed and forgiven of all your sins and you are complete in Christ you are holy you want to know what else you are in, in Christ your identity you are secure you are free from condemnation no one can condemn you no one can gossip about you because you are free from condemnation in Jesus Christ Romans 8 you can be assured that God works for you for your good in all circumstances you are free from any condemning charges against you. You cannot be separated from the love of God. You have been established, anointed, and sealed by God. You can be confident that God will complete the good work that he has started in you. You are a citizen of heaven. You have been given a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. You can find grace and mercy in a time of need. You are born of God, and the evil one cannot touch you. You know what else you are? You're significant. You're a co-heir with Christ, meaning that everything that Jesus has been given has also been given to you. You are the salt of the earth. You are a branch of Jesus Christ, a channel of his life. You have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. You are a personal witness of Christ. You are God's co-worker. You are God's temple. You are a minister of reconciliation for God. You are seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realm. You are God's work workmanship. You, have, uh, you can approach God with freedom and confidence, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You are God's possession. You are God's child. You are God's friend. You are God's temple, his vessel, his soldier, his precious jewel, his heritage. You are his witness. You are his instrument, and the list goes on and on and on what your identity is. And you guys don't even know what your identity is because you're looking for it in other places other than Jesus Christ, and he is giving you everything that you need. You don't need to tear other people down to make you feel better, to make you feel significant, because he has given you everything that you could ever dream of. And you can be secure in who you are. You don't have to cut other people down. You don't have to worry about what people are going to say behind your back, because you're that confident in Jesus Christ. And a lot of you, when I was reading this identity that we have in Jesus, you realize that you don't have this identity. Mainly because you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because that's how we receive it. We start a relationship with Jesus Christ, why he created us, what he created us for. 
And he gives us himself. He gives us everything that he has. But first we have to give him our lives. And so I want to give everyone an opportunity to do that tonight. I want every head bow and every eye closed.